Their 
name, their scientific name, Jarepha camelopardus, comes from the ancient Greek for camel leopard, which is what they have been known as in some periods in history because it appeared that they were camels that were wearing a leopard's coat, which is kind of a funny image. But speaking of their coat, it's often thought that funny kind of looking coat that's patchy and spotty and does kind of have a leopard appearance to it is meant for camouflage. But that doesn't really make sense for adult giraffes because their best asset, like I said, is actually the fact that they are large and tall and can see predators from far away. What does make sense though is that when they are still relatively young and small, or actually like more normal size, and they are not yet as able to defend themselves from predators, and in fact baby giraffes, only half of them will live to be a year old and then grow into adulthood because they are very, very much uh, a favorite pastime of lions. And so therefore that camouflaging effect of their coat is really only beneficial for them when they're young. And the fact that adult giraffes have it is just the fact that they grow up and still have have that coat even though it doesn't need to be effective camouflage for them when they are literally like 300,000 feet tall. In fact, uh, their life begins such that they are born falling five feet out of their mother's womb to the ground where they are then able to walk and even run pretty much straight away, which is very cool because obviously not all mammals can do that. Certainly we cannot do that. And they have arrived after a 15 month long gestation. Now the interesting thing about a giraffe pregnancy is that the female giraffes actually tend to go back to where they were born in order to have their baby, which is kind of cool. Especially when you consider that giraffes don't really have a set domain. They only live in Africa now, like they don't live anywhere else, but the only thing that really gives them a sense of order or like thou shall not migrate beyond a certain point is if they hit a body of water because they can't swim. And actually, speaking of water, the most vulnerable time for giraffe is when they are contorting their bodies so that they can try to drink water. So the other time that they are very vulnerable then would be like sleeping. And that's also why they sleep standing up primarily. The only time that they won't, and especially younger giraffes, will occasionally curl up. And I do mean curl, like if you look at a picture, they literally are like that big old long neck is just like curled around and coiled up kind of like a snake. They will nap for maybe like five minutes in a like curled up lying down position. But generally they do all of that standing up. Anything that's vulnerable, they try to not lose their height, which is their major evolutionary asset against, um, in terms of defending themselves against predators. That leads us to our next point, which is that giraffes are basically herbivores. They're like a plant-based diet. Uh, they will sometimes be seen sucking the meat off of a bone of a carcass of some animal, but for the most part, they are pretty much only eating plants. Specifically, they're eating like trees, which they have access to because they are taller than everybody else and they can eat the leaves. But they need to eat, because they are such big creatures, 75 pounds of food a day on average. And that is a lot of leaves, which means that basically all giraffes do is eat. And then they think about eating. And then they actually are animals that ruminate, which means that partially digested food comes back up the whole length of that throat in that neck so that they can then become 
kind of also eating even when they're not eating because they're kind of ruminating and eating, you know, stuff that they already ate earlier and ew, but also like, okay, that's fine. You do you, giraffe. So another interesting thing about their, their eating habits is that they eat even the thorniest leaves on the trees, but these thorns that other animals like wouldn't be able to eat pass through the GI tract of the giraffe like completely undigested. So they actually come out in giraffe poop as sharp as they went in and I don't know how they do this without cutting up their insides or also cutting up their asshole but they don't and so if you're like looking at giraffe scat it could potentially be full of thorns that are just as sharp as they were when they went in and I, I really can't wrap my head around that. So that being said they have a pretty hydrated life because they eat so many plants so they don't really have to drink water that often. They don't have to do it every day and they generally only do it like every three days and they try to do it obviously when they are not going to be in danger of being attacked by a predator who is basically only lions because when you think about it they are so tall that they can see danger coming and they generally can avoid predators because they can see them from a long distance off because they are very tall but also even if they don't they can run at up to like 35 miles per hour so they can outrun most of the predators in their area which is for them really lions and lions are there are videos of lions like taking taking down a giraffe. But the thing too is that you have to remember if, it, if a lion really wants to try to take down a giraffe, like they are cruising for a friggin' bruise in here because if a giraffe falls on them and like crushes them to death, then was it really worth it? And of course, because what they do primarily is just eat all day and also eat specifically trees and at heights that pretty much no other animal is eating, uh, they really fuck up the aesthetic of a lot of trees in their environment. So they have all these patchy like weird ass topiaries going on because basically here's the bottom line you never want to hire a giraffe to do your gardening because they are really shitty horticulturalists going back to reproduction for a moment one of the theories about why they have such long necks or why they evolved to have these long necks is that they are used specifically for something called what else necking which is a behavior that young giraffe males actually use to establish dominance. It also has some sexual overtones because what it leads to is the young, like, teenage boy giraffes practicing having sex with each other so that then when they are sexually mature and they go through their first, like, season of heat looking for a female to have sex with and impregnate that they will have had plenty of practice. I'm not making this up. Yes, young male giraffes fuck each other is practice. The way that they establish whether or not a female giraffe is ready to be inseminated with their giraffe sperm is by drinking the urine straight from her urethra. And then there's a special organ in their mouth that will basically do a hormone test and tell them if they are in estrus or not. So basically they are literally like drinking the piss of a giraffe that they want to fuck to find out if she's in heat or not, which is a lot to take in. Uh, but generally, other than when they're mating, these groups of giraffes, known as a tower of giraffes, which kind of makes sense, I guess, are usually sex segregated. So lady giraffes hang out with the lady giraffes, and the male giraffes hang out with the male giraffes uh, necking and practicing fucking each other. So the big old mystery about giraffes has always been, what sound do they make? 
because for most of our history of observing these creatures in the wild, it appeared that they didn't make any sound. And we kind of thought, okay, well maybe they're communicating with their ears or tails, or maybe they're stomping or doing something that we don't know about. And then it made sense because we were like, well, with that big long neck, maybe it's actually impossible for them to make a noise. And maybe that's why they're not making some kind of noise that we can hear. So it turns out, it was not that they were not making noise or that they can't make noise, it's that we weren't listening at the right moments. We were only listening to them during the day. But then fairly recently, we started listening at night. We started recording them in zoos and then in their natural environments in the evening and overnight. And it turns out that that is when they're talking. Giraffes are not making noise during the day, but they are making noises at night. Now, given the thing is, is that we didn't know this until we started recording them because they are really at a level of like 92 hertz or so when they make these grunts and hums that are really hard for the human ear to pick up and that we wouldn't really hear or distinguish from some other sound of some other critter. So their hums sound a little something like this. It kind of sounds a little bit like a mooing of a cow, maybe. I don't know, maybe camels also make sounds like that. They also have some grunts and some snorts and other types of things. And uh, so even though, you know, we have heard that they do make sound, we're still not really sure what a giraffe would have to say. So I know I told you a lot of things about giraffes today, but I really do think that if you remember or take away one thing from today's episode it, to assimilate into your knowledge of giraffes, it is that their silence is a myth and that even though we don't know what they're saying, they are not silent creatures. <laughs>